Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fairface Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Sorensen, founder and CEO of Fairface Washcloths for Sensitive Skin. I'm so happy you're here to join me as we talk all things sensitive skin, wellness, and even a little small business. Now on to the episode. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Fairface Podcast. I'm so glad to be back with you today. I hope you are all doing well. Today, I want to talk to you about something really important, and that is how to make your own 72-hour emergency hygiene kit, what other emergency essentials you should consider storing, and why it's so vitally important that each of us take the time to do this. As we have all learned from 2020 and beyond, it is of the utmost importance to be prepared for unforeseen emergencies. And by having a plan in place and extra supplies on hand, you can have the peace of mind knowing you will have what you need to get by temporarily until the situation improves. And that's definitely what we want for ourselves and our families. I grew up with emergency preparedness being a part of my life. My parents reviewed the family emergency plan with us every year, like to put an extra pair of slip-on shoes under your bed, how to shut off the gas in case of a leak, what to do if there was a house fire, and which out-of-state family member to call in case we were separated in like a natural disaster. They had extra food and water stored and other extra supplies like toilet paper, Kleenex, toothpaste, shampoo, soap, paper plates, and plastic utensils. And they, they also had emergency necessities like flashlights and batteries, lanterns, a generator, extra wood for our fireplace, and that sort of thing. All things that would allow us to be as comfortable as we could be during an emergency situation, like a power outage from a wind or snowstorm or even an earthquake. So I grew up feeling a sense of safety and security thanks to the planning and execution of my parents and the extras that they had stored so I knew we would be okay. In my home now as an adult, we have also planned for extras uh, that can help us in the same way. And who knew our world was going to be completely shut down around March of 2020? We couldn't possibly have known that. But luckily, because we had planned along the way for emergencies, we had what we needed to get by, which was a comfort and sense of security to me. Now, I'm not talking about hoarding extras. There's a big difference between having a few extras on hand for emergencies versus taking so much that no one else has any. The whole toilet paper hoarding thing the last couple years, and even honestly right now, I still can't get toilet paper at our local Costco. That was not a good look for our society. Certain people were taking so much out of fear that they wouldn't have enough that it left others without any at all. 
So when I say to have extras on hand, I definitely don't mean hoarding. What I do mean is to keep in mind things you eat and use on a regular basis and have a few extras. As you use one, like as you finish a container of face wash or you eat a can of corn, you then simply buy another one to replace it. So you always have a couple extra on hand and then can just rotate them and use them by the best by date. So I hope that makes sense. So what types of emergencies should we prepare for? Well, there are any number of things that could happen in life. That's just the truth. You could need extras on hand because you lost a job and won't have an income for a little while and may need to rely on those extras that you had bought for a rainy day. Or there are pandemics, surprise, or natural disasters where we find ourselves under unusual, uncertain, and emergency circumstances where those extra items are more vital to our health and survival. So depending on where you live, you may be exposed to certain types of threats over another area. So for example, we get a lot of wind and rainstorms here in Seattle, especially in the fall and winter, that cause power outages. And the last few years, we've had some big snow events, snow apocalypse, that have also knocked out our power for days. We have minor earthquakes here on occasion, and we know that we are due for a big earthquake. And I always have that in the back of my mind for our emergency planning. Maybe your area is more prone to tornadoes or more frequent earthquakes or flooding. So your planning might look a little different than mine, but for the most part, there are some common emergency supplies that are useful no matter what the disaster or circumstance. The three general emergency scenarios to plan for are one, you are stuck at home, whether that's something like a quarantine or maybe there was a snow storm, um, windstorm, or the roadways are blocked and you may or may not have power, water, or gas, but you are at home. The second scenario is that you would have to leave your home quickly, whether there's a fire or flooding or an earthquake and the house is no longer stable. Preppers often call emergency storage for this type of situation a bug out bag or a go bag. And the third scenario might be that you are away from home or in your car and you aren't able to get back home. So maybe you were at work and the roadways are now blocked or your car ran out of gas late at night there are many different scenarios, and preppers call emergency storage for this type of situation having a get-home bag that you keep in the car. So in any of these three scenarios, you want to have on hand the things that will keep you alive, keep you safe, and as comfortable as possible for a temporary amount of time. 
The three general time frames to plan for are having enough supplies, food, and water for up to 72 hours, or two weeks, or a month or longer. And since the subject of emergency preparedness is enormous, we'll start small and focus today primarily on what types of things you might need for your emergency hygiene kit if you were in any of those three scenarios for up to 72 hours or three days. It can be a little overwhelming to try to dream up all the different scenarios you might encounter. And honestly, try not to make yourself crazy with that. Just put something together to help you feel a little more secure and a little more prepared. So for example, imagine that you had to leave your home quickly and had to go to an emergency shelter like a school gym. Wouldn't you be glad you had an extra pair of clothes and a toothbrush with you? Wouldn't you be even more glad if you also had a few snacks and a couple bottles of water to tide you over? I haven't personally been in a situation like that, but I know there are many people who have. So when you think about your own personal emergency hygiene kit, what comes to mind for you? I have done a lot of research on different necessities and I'm going to focus on helping you create your own 72-hour emergency hygiene kit so you have these essentials while you start to build the rest of your emergency supplies. And I will share a full list of all the recommended essential emergency supplies at the end and include that in the show notes. Okay, so let's focus on gathering supplies for your 72-hour emergency hygiene kit. According to BackdoorSurvival.com, hygiene is one of the most overlooked aspects of survival. And from the podcast, The Stuff They Don't Want You to Know, they said good hygiene is the first step in good first aid. And I would add that we also can't underestimate the psychological effects of being clean and as comfortable as we can be during an emergency. Having simple comforts during an emergency can have a huge impact on mental well-being. There is something about the comfort of having your own personal items that can be very therapeutic and actually help to lower your stress and levels of anxiety. When we had our huge power outage last year during the huge snowstorm, it was a miserable few days without light or heat. But keeping up simple routines like being able to wash my face with my favorite soft face cloths and favorite cleanser and moisturizer and put on my comfy pajamas and I might add lots of extra layers because it was freezing. Just those few regular comforts and routines amidst all the things I couldn't control helped me feel that much better. I carried a lot of weird anxiety and stress over those several days. 
not being able to leave the house because the roads were packed with snow, being so cold all the time, not being able to work, worrying about how to charge my phone, wondering every day whether the power would come back on or not, worrying about the food spoiling in the fridge and freezer, and fearing the dark and deeper cold that nighttime would bring. It was very uncomfortable and I felt very uneasy. So you can see how even just a few somewhat quote-unquote normal comforts, how, they, how that could really make a difference. It made a difference to me. So what do you really need in your emergency hygiene kit? I recommend starting with common items and building from there according to your personal needs. Here are a few things to think about as you get started. First, I would recommend making a list of all the personal hygiene items you use most often. I have a packing checklist for vacations that I use so that I don't forget anything. So for me, I would refer to that. Those include all my go-tos. You could also think of it as planning for maybe a camping trip. Ask yourself if I were camping for three days and didn't have any electricity, what would I need? The second thing would be to look over the commonly used emergency hygiene kit items list that I will post and talk about in a minute and add any applicable items onto that list. The third thing to think about is to be aware of space constraints. Your whole emergency pack, including all 72-hour necessities, which is usually recommended as a backpack, or second choice would be a duffel bag, um, should be what you can comfortably carry by yourself. So sorry, you might not be able to bring it all. And the fourth thing is to consider what you would really need and not just what you would want. In an ideal world, you could bring it all with you. But in this case, you'll have to decide which products are essential and necessary for you and which ones you would be okay to do without temporarily. So a basic hygiene kit might typically include items like a toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, a bar of soap, shampoo and body wash, uh, well, I should add conditioner to that, lotion, a washcloth, a comb, deodorant, Kleenex, fingernail clippers, shaving cream, Disposable razors, those are mainly for men. I wouldn't worry about shaving my legs during that time, that's for sure. And hygiene items like tampons or pads for women. But here is an extended list of commonly used emergency hygiene kit items. And remember to store items in plastic bags so that they can hopefully stay waterproof. So the first item I listed here is water. 
And I listed this first for a reason, and I will explain later. But then the other items, as I mentioned, like a toothbrush and a toothbrush holder to keep it clean, toothpaste, floss, maybe mouthwash, soap, face wash, a washcloth, moisturizer, shampoo, conditioner, maybe a shower cap, deodorant, tampons and pads, wet wipes and baby wipes, hand sanitizer, a compact mirror, a comb, hairband, lip balm, nail clippers, tweezers, again a razor and shaving cream, um, let's see some of these items I listed twice, I should have read over this, uh, yeah, whatever, I'll just say it again, hair bands, <laughs> yeah, I think I already said that, hand sanitizer, Kleenex, toilet paper, medications, cotton balls, Q-tips, um, a first aid kit, and face masks. So that's, you know, the extended version of a hygiene kit. But what other types of personal hygiene products do you count as essential? There might be more for you. If you have a special skin condition, it would be difficult to be in a position to use donated hygiene kits with soaps or cloths that might cause irritation to your sensitive skin. It's always best to have access to your own chosen personal hygiene products. So when you look at the essentials list or think about that list, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of room for much else, does it? But there also could be more depending on the person. So there might be additional emergency personal hygiene items like I would need to put in extra contact lenses and contact solution and a contact lens case and extra eyeglasses. Maybe some might want to include makeup removers and SPF, which for me is an essential. Maybe you would not feel comfortable without taking a little bit of makeup with you. I don't know. Then there's things like five-gallon buckets or a container um, with a camping toilet and lid. I don't know that you would necessarily want to take that as a 72-hour kit, but if you were in a position where you would need that, you'd be awfully glad you had it. Um, having kitty litter with the bathroom bucket, a solar shower for hot showers without electricity, garbage bags, laundry soap, Lysol wipes, it feels like the list could be endless. So no matter what scenario you're in, whether you're stuck at home, have to get out of your home quickly with your go bag, or are stuck away from home, maybe in your car with your get home bag, your essential emergency hygiene items can help you get through temporarily. Now let me address the issue of water. One thing that is often forgotten as far as personal hygiene is concerned is that water is a necessary prerequisite to personal hygiene. 
ready.gov recommends having one gallon of water per person per day for drinking and sanitation. And the redcross.org recommends at a minimum one gallon of water per person per day, specifically for a three-day supply for evacuation and a two-week supply for home. So if your water supply is limited, you may need to use it for drinking and food instead of using it for hygiene. And it's hard to be in a position to have to choose one over the other, especially if both are needed. So if I can tell you anything, it's to make water storage a priority, remembering that water is needed for drinking, sanitation, and for hygiene. And of course, as a last resort, you could maybe get water from an outside source and boil it or use bleach tablets to clean it for use for hygiene as long as it was safe to do that and the outside source of water had not been contaminated with something that bleach wouldn't kill, like chemicals or other contaminants. So having water stored in your home and taking some water as much as you could with you in your 72-hour kit. Just remember there's multi-purposes for this water and so it's really important that you have that. So where can you find items for your 72-hour emergency hygiene kit? I know it can be difficult to buy a bunch of extras due to tight finances, so I recommend being thrifty where you can be. The way I did it was to spend more money on the things where quality really mattered and went cheaper on the things that didn't matter as much. I bought a bunch of supplies at our local dollar store, and then what I couldn't find there, I looked for at Walmart. Other items like an emergency radio, we were able to find a good quality used one on OfferUp. And you might consider, I don't know, different products on Amazon or the way you like to shop, but look for good prices, but always make sure that you're not trading quality for price. But just do your best with what you have and what you can find, even if it takes you a little longer to build up your emergency storage. You can plan as small or as big as you are able to. For longer-term emergency personal hygiene storage and other essential items in your home, it makes it easier to have extras of your favorite products on hand because you'll have more room to store them and not be carrying them around in a backpack. And how long you plan for beyond 72 hours, maybe it's a few weeks to a month or beyond, is really up to you. How many extras of your favorite products make you feel more comfortable knowing you have them in case you can't get more right away? We all know, as with the supply chain shortages during the pandemic that are still impacting us now, imagine in a, another larger scale emergency that some products may not be available where you are. 
and that could either be temporarily <clears throat> or even long term. Or if they are available in limited quantities, they are suddenly very expensive or just hard to find. So you need to ask yourself, what products can I live without? And what products can I not live without? And maybe focus on getting a couple extras of those things that are most important to you. I encourage you to create a list as you make your emergency hygiene kit and gather other emergency supplies of all the supplies you have and check your items every six months and swap out items as they expire or you no longer feel you need or add new items as you might need them. So how do you feel about creating your own 72-hour emergency hygiene kit? Do you feel like you have an understanding of the basics? And can you decide what to add to the basics to personalize it to your own needs? I hope this information has helped you think about it differently and that you'll take the time to do this. As promised, here at the end of this episode, I'm going to post an extensive list of all the recommended emergency items to have on hand beyond hygiene kits. From the Red Cross, government websites, and other emergency prepping resources. And this list will be available on the blog post show notes, which will be available soon after this episode airs on fairfacewashcloths.blogspot.com. And this all-inclusive list will include things like flashlights, heat sources, food, what important documents to make copies of, and so on, to give you an idea of what other items are important to consider storing and having extras of to add to your 72-hour kit or to keep in your home for longer-term storage. If you have any questions, feel free to ask. I know this has been a lot of information. I have spent a lot of time researching emergency preparedness and still have a lot to learn, but I am more than happy to share what I know. And like I said, this subject is huge, but if you begin preparing a little at a time, you'll feel better and have more peace of mind. So that's all for today. Good luck with all of your emergency prepping, and I hope it gives you peace of mind to know you have a plan in place and extra supplies on hand to help you get by temporarily until the situation improves. And that's definitely what I want for you and your family. Thanks again so much for being here, and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me for the Fairface podcast. I would love to hear from you if you have any comments or questions about what you've heard. I would also really appreciate it if you would take a minute to leave a rating and a review and share this podcast so it can help other people find us. To shop our washcloths, visit our Etsy shop, Fairface Washcloths, or on our website, fairfacewashcloths.com. That's F-A-I-R-F-A-C-E washcloths.com. 
And we'd love to chat with you on social media. So find us at Fairface Washcloths on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks so much and I'll see you soon.